0: Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Fact, Fiction, or Bullshit. Of all my new listeners out there, the FFB Podcast for short. Hi, my name is PJ, and every episode we will delve into the unknown to look at the history, the facts, the theories, and conspiracies, then ultimately decide facts, fiction, or bullshit. What would you do if you were in the process of buying a house and then was told it could be haunted? Would that affect your decision? Would you be like, I don't believe in that sort of thing and buy it anyway? Remember though, most people who are buying a house are not only buying the house for them but also buying it for their family too. So you probably need to think about them too. Would you con, you know, I mean, would you cancel that contract immediately? Would you even take the estate agent's word? I mean, the way the house prices are rising in this current climate, I would be thinking myself that he's had a better offer and wants more commission. For me, I think I would take my chances. However I don't think my other half would agree. However this was not the case for one person. For she knew how haunted a certain house was and when it came onto the market she just had to buy it. For all that don't know already we will be talking about the cage in St. Osyth in Essex where we will be asking the question, is this place truly haunted? Is this place now unlivable due to the amount of things reported to have gone on in it? Or is this haunting like so many out there where the
1: person is only in it from the fame and the money? First of all, where is it and what does it look like? The cage, which
0: it's commonly known as, and it's not its real name by the way, is situated in the sleepy village of St. Osif in Essex. And to be honest, ladies, gents and people, where I learned, you know, when I was doing my research and I learned about where this was about, it's only a stone's throw away from where my parents
1: took me, my two brothers and sisters, on the holiday when we were younger. Um, and the building itself is an unassuming two-bedroom cottage but it's a cottage with
0: a dark and sinister past. Which has led to ongoing reports of paranormal activity within its walls. I will also tell you something
1: people. I'm mean, Looking at the pictures of this house inside and out. It looks real old Victorian like. And when you're looking at
0: the interior that looks the same too. I mean, the interior, you've got wooden beams going all across like the low-floored ceilings. You've got tiny doors, single-pane windows, and then what looks like them old-fashioned
1: creaky staircases that go up and round the corner. I mean, something else. I mean, why was it called the Cage?
0: The Cage earned its nickname due to his historic, historical use as a holding cell for witches in the 16th century and i want to do a little timeline right from then
1: the 16th century until now and this is where we're going to start in the 16th century witch trials and accusations ran rampant in essex
0: and saint Osis was chosen as a location where 12 local women accused of witchcraft were to be locked up in the earliest part of the cottage, which was called the cage. The pictures that I've seen, and they say the earliest part of the cottage, this was never intended to be a cottage per se. This was intended to be a cage and a cage alone. However, over the years, it's been added to and added to and added to. Um, Hence the reason why you now have a two-bedroom house. And when you look at the pictures now of this house, you can still clearly see where this thing called the cage would have been. You look at it and it's even got like a small tiny wooden door that heads out onto the street. And... Looking in now, it still looks as creepy as anything. The cage, like I said, was used to hold prisoners accused of witchcraft. Which included a famous witch by the name of Ursula Kemp. I'd never heard of this, this lady before. I'm going to do a little bit more research and I'm going to see whether or not it was actually worth doing a podcast about her. Ursula was arrested and accused of witchcraft for various reasons Including claims she had placed curses and hexes on locals causing them to die of various conditions There was even a claim that she prevented the local beer from brewing Wow people back then People didn't give a flying if something went wrong And they thought it was you well if you were female, it's game over And, And what I mean by that is that if you was a female back then, and someone didn't like you, say for instance, then something went wrong in your village, no matter what it might be. A person who didn't like you could basically turn around and say, "Do you know what? She did it. I see her. You know, I see her doing witchcraft. It's all her." And to be honest, ladies, gents, and gentlemen, people, if that happened, I'm sure the same fate that come to Ursula would then become yours. Ursula was one of three women found guilty of witchcraft. She was hung for her crimes in 1582. And then buried in unconsecrated ground. I'm not ashamed to admit this, ladies gents, and gentlemen people. I didn't know what unconsecrated meant. And basically that means ground that is not sacred or holy. But just a little bit more about Ursula Kemp before I move on. This so-called witch still has a history today. Still has a history today that spans five centuries. She carries the title of the witch who would not stay buried. Her skeletal remains were first unearthed in St. Joseph in 1921. She became a ghoulish tourist attraction until 1932 where she was once again buried before being exhumed again in 1963 her bones were then sold to the museum of witchcraft in boscastle cornwall she stayed here for 33 years until she was sold again to collector robert lewensk where it is now is unclear as robert died in 2002 this for me people is unreal It's horrendous and wrong in so many ways and should never have been allowed to happen. She was a normal person who lived in the wrong time. She was not superhuman. She wasn't wasn't actually the first person that was ever known to walk the planet. So I can understand if they were doing it for scientific reasons. There is no way she should have been exhumed once, let alone twice. After the witch trials, the cage remained in use as a prison for men, women and children up until the year 1908.
1: Then it was used to quarantine bubonic plague victims, many of whom all died within its walls. Moving on throughout
0: the history of the cage, as it's known, um, it became a private dwelling, with many of the past residents reporting paranormal activity. It's not an awful lot about past residents, but this didn't really surprise me, though. To be honest, I mean, this was rural England in the early nineteen hundreds, and records would have been at a minimum. Do you know what I mean? However, I did manage to trace two individuals and what happened to them. I want to put this out there as well, people that there were there were no dates. You know, no dates specifically given. Not when they moved in. not when they moved out. One kind of date, but we'll get onto that. That's in the second part. One tenant bought the property in the early 1900s for a whopping £180. That must have been mega money back then. Not sure
1: specifically. However, after a few months of living there, he moved out and sold it for £50. Make of that of what you will, people. But clearly something happened. Then on to the next one in question. And he moved into the house. Like I said, don't know about what date he moved in. But you'll understand why I say about the date at the end. He moved in and lived there. He then hung himself in one of the bedrooms. And died. And all this was a year before the final tenant moved in. Vanessa Mitchell bought the house in 2005. When she returned back to her hometown of St. Osif from Newcastle. This is a scary part like I said. At the beginning of the podcast, I said that she actually knew the history behind this
0: house. She had grown up in the local area. And she thought she knew what, what she should expect. However, she could never have guessed how wrong she was.
1: Now I found a short clip of her explaining about how not only she chose the house,
0: but how the house might have chosen her. And that clip is about to come now.
2: 2005. I brought this property. Um, I was living in a house in Newcastle, and I owned a house there. And I came back home here to the village for a, for a visit, and I saw it was up for sale. And for, for some reason, something really drew me to. I just, I just need. I just really wanted to have it. So I went back to home Newcastle. I put my house up for sale. In the meantime, I spoke to a medium actually over the phone, and it was just a, a telephone reading, which I very rarely do, but I did on this occasion. And I said to her. Um, you know, she said, have you got any general questions or specific questions? And I said, no, just general. And she said to me, basically she described this house perfectly. She described the surroundings of the house. And she said to me, Vanessa, this is going to sound very strange, but the house has chosen you. I thought it was be a perfect, you know, it's a perfect location. Um, it's in my childhood village. And um, a beautiful little slice of history and I loved it and um, I was very, very pleased about getting it and couldn't wait to move into
1: it. I mean, it's got to have been bad if you had to call a medium, right? However, if you knew it was going to be that bad, would you not have been meeting said medium at the house? I don't know. I mean things could not start any worse for for Vanessa. She had her first
0: odd experience on the first day she moved in. While unpacking she saw a dark shadowy figure in the room with her. She stated from that moment on she knew that the house was bad and that something was wrong with it. However this was only the beginning. She reported that doors would open and close on their own, kettles and other electrical devices would turn off and on, taps turning on by themselves, drops in temperature, and unexplained light anomalies. This sounds pretty similar to other events like this that we've, or or happened elsewhere. I mean, we see it in lots of places like the Enfield Poltergeist for instance we see it on the Annabelle doll it was after these events that she started to see several apparitions within the house she said that these apparitions were an example of an intelligent haunting and not of a stone tape theory i had to have a look at what a stone tape theory meant In 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 simple terms it means the ghosts are going to do what they're going to do whether you're there or not like it's on a videotape for instance nothing's going to change it's going to be the same way over and over and over again And to, counter, and, and to explain that a little bit more, Vanessa explained that these ghosts all knew that she was there in the room with them. She went on to say that the spirits in the house were intelligent and that they were aware of her presence. She claimed that one of these apparitions was so clear that she could see the wrinkles on his face. And that all the ghosts were in the house were evil or threatening, but peaceful. A little side note here people, it kind of makes sense, not everyone who dies is evil or ungrateful or vindictive, some people pass but still have so much love to give. So why would you go and haunt somebody? She would often hear voices of men and women, as well as children laughing and running up and down the stairs. There were knocks, bangs, the sounds of footsteps on various floors. Toys would move on their own as being played with by unseen hands.
1: Many people might have said we could live with this. However, this house had other ideas.
0: Vanessa then witnessed a black mass that filled the room. She started to hear voices telling her to kill herself. She was then hit multiple times. And all this before being pushed to the top of the stairs whilst being eight eight and a half months pregnant. Many of Vanessa's friends have refused to come back to the house after visiting. One couple who visited the house found splatters of
1: blood all over the living room, almost like it appeared out of nowhere. Some have blamed Ursula Kemp for these goings on. And to be honest with you, how could you blame her? And I mean this in like a respectful manner here. Everyone deserves a decent burial. A place to rest in peace. And the fact that she still doesn't have that today. To me that says that if you were to come back and terrorise someone, then this is a pretty good reason to do so.
0: Some have said it could be down to the plague victims who died within the house. Whilst others claim that it's the witch's children who were imprisoned with them whilst they were at a trial for witchcraft. Ladies, gents and people, it was a strange, strange bloody land back then. I was about to use a different word but I stopped.
1: Others have said it was a previous owner who hanged himself. What makes that last statement more chilling? Is it a month or so after Vanessa moving in? His death certificate mysteriously appeared in her kitchen. Vanessa managed just four years in the cage before
0: moving out. She put the house up for sale and has been completely empty since 2009. As far as I'm aware, a mystery cash bidder bought the house 12 years later for £240,000. Now, on to my conclusion is this place really haunted, fact, fiction, or bullshit? I'm going to call bullshit, yes, granted, it has one hell of a history, and in my eyes, if a place really was haunted, then this, ladies, gents, and people, would be the place that would be haunted. From everything that has happened there, and the fact that it's this, part of this building has been here for 500 years. I mean, this would make it a prime spot. However, yet again, no evidence. However, yet again, just hearsay saying claims. Would I stay here for the night? And this is... Whenever I do these podcasts, especially the haunted ones, this, this intrigues me sometimes more than the UFOs. So I asked myself the question, would I stay here? Yes, without a doubt. Would I sleep comfortably? Yes, I'm sure I would. Now onto the next question. Has all these claims about this house being haunted made it unsellable? Fact, fiction or bullshit? I'm going to say fact. The moment you're looking at a house to buy and you hear the last owner had hung himself within the bedroom, a lot of people would back straight away from from buying it. And then when you hear some of the other claims about the house, I can see why it's truly been on the market that long. But after looking at the house and inside the house, I will say this. Use to modernise the inside. Get some extra light in the house. It would look like one of the perfect one of the most perfect homes you've ever seen. And it would have no problem selling whatsoever. Now on to the last and final question. Has Vanessa Mitchell Used the cage to boost her fame and bank balance. Her fame, fact. Her bank balance. To some degree fact too, in my opinion. Look here, she's been on various TV shows. She rents it out to ghost hunters and paranormal experts. She's had various news channels that have all been allowed to film in there which I don't think they would have been allowed to do for free. Which leads me to believe if this truly would have been a haunted house, but not any haunted house, the most haunted house in the UK, I don't think the spirits would have let half as many people through that door as she did. Wow, ladies, gentlemen people, what an episode.
1: I want to read a few bits about this episode before i go to my outro. I had some strange going on at my house today. And a bit weird. So I'm gonna run through with them right away now. So I'm sitting in the front room. Um Got a new phone today, I was setting it all up. And like we heard something that was
0: trying to get pushed through the letterbox of our front door. I've gone to have a look. Nothing
1: there. I've looked outside, nothing there. So me and the me and the girlfriend have looked round the house. Something must have fallen over. Gone upstairs and it's one of the um Something's fallen off the, off the bath side into the bath. And I might have said, yeah, one out of one, that's fine. Just before I started this podcast, I've gone into the kitchen, and I've noticed how
0: one of the trinkets we have around our kitchen door handle is just casually swaying.
1: Whether or not I've caught it or not, I don't know. However, whilst it's going towards this episode, it kind of sent chills down my spine. Whew. Ladies, gents, and people, like I said, I hope you enjoyed that one as much as
0: I did. Just want to say I hope everyone is okay. Remember, look
1: after each other. Look after yourselves. I just want to say a big up to two people. Well, actually, 3 I've been doing this podcast for a while. And the encouragement I've had from
0: these three has really pushed me, even at the points where I wasn't getting
1: very many listeners. They carried on pushing me. Um, my bro, Stu, he got me my first ever mic. And I got it delivered for Amazon. And a little note to it. He bought it for
0: me, by the way. I didn't pay it. He bought it off his own free will. A little note said, there's now no reason not to start your podcast. Now, I still have that
1: on my list of episodes, stapled to the front. Then there's my mother bro, Rich. Always
0: encouraging. And if it weren't for him, I dare say a quarter of these episodes wouldn't have happened because they were his ideas. And then there's my other friend called Bryn. Um, he's probably listened to this as he's going on his
1: 15-mile run that he does. The importance of friendship, people, is paramount. It's important, I would say, that when you get great friends, siblings, what have you, keep them close. They're very few far between, and and once you get them,
0: You know the true ones. They encourage you. Even at your moments that you're down the most, they encourage you. They encourage you and push you. It's not until you start doing well you actually realise these people were always there, didn't want nothing in return, all they wanted to do was help you. Ladies, gents and people, until next time, take care.